We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Steve Mitchell Philly, 1067 The Fan, and we're back here. We're going to uh, got a lot of players that are cleaning out their lockers today. Uh, you know, this is a one day, I think. It's kind of one of those bittersweet things where – if it's the end of the season and you won a Super Bowl, you went to the playoffs and you exceeded their expectations, it's the kind of a day you're kind of happy about. But this is one where they came short. They fell short. Yes, they did beat Dallas yesterday, but they fell short of a lot of things that they wanted to do. But clean out day in the locker room. You get to answer questions, and I think a lot of people would begin to worry and wonder what I could do better and what I need to do better to get us to a different position next year. And I'm sure those guys are going through that now. JP, you sitting over there with them. What, what kind of messages are you getting? Yeah, you know, it, it's tricky, B. I, I think ideally we're able to to play some of the interviews with these guys. But, um, you know, it's, it's tough because these guys just played really hard yesterday. Mm-hmm. And, and I think we're encouraged by it, right? And, and so they're leaving with, with that on their minds. But at the same time, they know that they left. They didn't get enough done this season mm-hmm. at all. Yeah, and it's just the same way we feel conflicted as trying to figure it out. I think they're in the same boat, Brian. I, I there was one thing I, I wanted to ask you about specifically yesterday, um, Ron. In the post game last night, and, and Ron's going to speak tomorrow. I think mm-hmm. um, Ron got asked last night, "Hey, you know, how could you guys be so ready today against Dallas and not be ready last week against Cleveland?" Mm-hmm. And Ron got pissed at the question. He said, "That's not fair. Why? Those guys played their asses off last week." I don't know because I, know I thought what? it was. I, 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 I didn't hear the that, question. Maybe the question was kind of leading. It, I don't. It know. It wasn't leading, and and I, I don't. I'm saying like, why get mad? Because they they did not play last week as they did this week. The defense was playing like that early on, but I think after a while, the defense even started to play bad because they knew they had no chance. Okay, so I and but you know it's like when he doesn't want. A follow-up question is when he normally does that and make people cower and back off. Ultimately, for me, if they had played like they played yesterday in the previous game, they wouldn't have lost it. Okay? So there were guys on that, in that game that played outstanding, De'Ron Payne. Okay? You saw guys on that defensive line doing the things they needed to do. But then all of a sudden, when I'm on the field, one, two, three out, I'm back on the field. One, two, three out, I'm back on the field. You know, turnover, I'm back on the field then how the hell do you expect me to play great the whole game? 
So the and he has to understand another thing. The body language of those players yesterday was completely different than what it was the week before. So maybe you have to understand sometimes. Sometimes you gotta just look at things and say, you know what? That was a blunder. But he 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 doubled down last week and say, oh, I I don't I don't feel like I, I, I if I had to do it again, I'll I'll start Carson. I didn't I didn't make a mistake. Yes, you did. You took the momentum of your team that they had, that they had and the belief that they had in the quarterback position. You took that away from them, and that can affect you at your own play. So, I don't know why he got so upset over that little question, but I don't agree with his answer about they played their ass hard, they played hard last week. No, not a night as a team, not like they did yesterday. Yeah, I, I mean it's it's almost like more impressive. It, it, it's hard to figure out, B. Honestly, um, I you know I just I think they were they were good yesterday. They showed up ready to go yesterday, mm-hmm. and it, it just wasn't the case against Cleveland. And you know what? Yesterday the defense was really good. Um, in the second half, the defense let him down against Cleveland. Yeah, so I mean, we can but, make but, it about Wentz. See, he was that, terrible. But, in that but game, see, that's but. what I'm saying, though, Jay. You got to understand when a defense is playing out this world, you turn the ball over. They hold. Are we holding to the three? Defense playing where we 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 you you turn it over again. We hold them. They they pull points off the board. They don't score. We're in, we're in a bad position two times. They got three points. But then all of a sudden, it starts being three and out, different little, nothing is sustained. Hell, they, defense get tired too now. I know that they're a damn good D-line, but, hell, if I'm on the field way more times and way often than I'm supposed to be, I don't keep playing great. So how can we – We can Yeah, say, but, B, in that Browns game, remember, the second quarter, Washington held the ball the entire time. They had, that was the one – they had that, like, 12-minute drive in the second quarter. They had, they had a 12-minute drive in the second quarter. I, and that's Wentz all was did. terrible, but the defense let him down in the second half. I think I, I'm not going to blame it all on the defense. I'm going to blame it on the fact that the defense was worn out by the time they got to the second half. How? They didn't play in the second quarter. The second quarter at the end of the game, JP, is one thing. But you are getting no production in the second half whatsoever as an offense. You know, you, you, listen, you watch defensive players, and I've told you many a time, you get those big guys having to fight people, they get tired as hell. Yeah, I mean, they're swimming upstream. I get it. Hey, listen, they didn't play great, but they had no help whatsoever other than that one drive in the second quarter. B, time of possession, even for the full game, the Commanders won that thing. I, I, I mean, they, I they got beat you. on two deep passes to Cooper where just nobody tackled. Okay, two, two passes where one guy just pushed him out of bounds instead of not touching him at all. So individuals play horrible in those situations. But it wasn't a whole defense. So I'm they still had no help offensively. None. I, I totally agree with that. They averaged 3.8 yards per play. <laughs> so that's my point right there. So if they had some level of help, then things might be a little different. I, I mean, to me, the, the real story of that Browns game are the three turnovers. Like, if you just look at the stats, it's fairly e- – I mean, Washington – Total yards was – Washington performed better on third downs. They had more first downs. They ran more plays. They just had three awful picks. Mm-hmm. I, I, like, 
I think Wentz is the story of that game, but in the second half, they did give up two 30-plus yard touchdowns where just nobody made tackles in the secondary. Yeah. Um, but regard, like, I just don't know. Sometimes I don't understand, I guess, philosophically. I, I understand wanting to be positive and building towards something, but, like, you can't always just take the positive out of things. It's hard because you have to tell the whole story. The whole story is telling the positive and the negative. Right, but I think I think Ron sometimes tries to focus on. You know when he focuses on that? When it's negative and they lost the game. When it's negative and they won the game, he don't mind talking about it then. When they lose the game and it's negative, oh, it's a problem then. Because that tells the story. Yeah, for sure. I um, I I don't know. I I was surprised to try to be so defiant about an impressive game against the Cowboys and not against the Browns. Um, I I, I want to hear some of these interviews, Lanville. What do we have available? Do we have the three I sent over? Uh, we got Logan Thomas and Brian Robinson. All right, Logan is always insightful. Let's go with Logan right now. Optimistic because I know what we got in this room. Frustrated because I know what we got in this room and we should be in the dance. So, um, you know, it sucks to have this day come you know, as early as it has, but um, I think it'll push us through the offseason into, into next year. What do you think this team needs to take the next step? I mean, it's been... Consistency. Uh, just need a little bit of consistency. Uh, we'll come out the gates a little bit early, a little bit quicker next year. Uh, sustain it through the middle of the season and, and finish the season well because you know obviously we won the first game of the season, but uh, we kind of hit a lull uh, a little bit after that, and then got back into it, got going, and then hit a lull at the end of the season. So uh, just got to be consistent. Uh, it was a little different than what I'm used to, but you know I understand. Um, all of us are, you know, coming off of an injury, uh, trying to get back to a normal, and then you know all of us tight ends, we, we're the puzzle piece, right? Like you put us out there to catch balls, you put us in there to run, uh, to chip, to do whatever he needs to do. Um, but I don't see it uh, being a big problem going into next year because uh, that's just what we do. You know, we're puzzle pieces, we're pawns, and we uh, we get stuff done. You know, she can speak for herself, um, but you know, obviously, there's been multiple frustrations throughout the throughout the year. Um, you know, I, I know what skill set I bring to the table, and um, she knows it as well. And you know, I, she wants what's best for me. She wants what's best for this team, uh, and she knows I do a good job in the red zone, scoring points. And you know, that's really what. But she comes from from a standpoint of love for me, so. Uh, I got nothing but love for her and respect. This will be your going to your fourth year. You're likely to have a fourth different week one starting quarterback. How hard is that when you're going even just into the offseason when you're trying to figure out you know, what to work on or this, that, and other? How is it just that uncertainty? How frustrating is that? Can't be hard anymore if you've done it a bunch of times, right? <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm used to it. It's, it's cool. Uh, you know, I know how to approach it. I understand it. And uh, shoot, with Sam being, uh, I guess, the guy that's going to be. Uh, the one that's moving around at this point, and then, uh, you know, I guess, I don't know, like him or Taylor or, you know, whoever we bring in, 
um, you know, we'll be we'll be all right. Yeah, we'll be good. We'll we'll get on the same rapport, same count, and uh, get this thing moving. You hope Taylor's back. Damn right I do, man. That's my dog. You know, first off and foremost, my best friend, but uh, an incredible teammate uh, and a very good football player as well. What makes him such a good teammate? Because it's opposite something we've heard about uh, throughout his time here. I don't think I have to say it. I think y'all have been around here enough just to turn around and look and see and to see how he interacts with everybody, see how he gets along with people and just the, the smile that he brings to people's face. If you just watch him. Watch the person that he's talking to, watch their face, and you'll see how much they're smiling and laughing. And um, I think that's a sign of, of who he is. We always hear this idea of, like, uh, I don't want to say play harder for him, but, like, there's something he's able to, to, to get people to, to, to maybe do a little more rally together. Is, is that kind of what you're talking about? In terms, you know, his person? Vice versa. And it's just because of how the connection is. Hey, Logan, what did you I'd say somewhere midway point in the season. Um, I can't put it, you know, fingers, fingerprint on it, but I think around week 10 probably, uh, Philly game, somewhere around there, I started feeling good, started feeling right, uh, able to move. And, uh, but at the last couple of weeks of the season, felt good, man. It felt, feels nice going into an offseason healthy and uh, getting my body the normal way I do going into a season. Ron's won seven, seven and now eight games here, which suggests maybe kind of bumping its head on the ceiling, but what gives you confidence that he has this team in a better spot than maybe the record suggests? It gives me confidence if you look around the talent in this locker room. Um, Ron's a great coach. He's a great man, and, and he wants to win. He wants to do it the right way. And <clears throat> so I have no worries about where we're going or, or what we're going to do. You mentioned there not being a personnel issue and the struggles in the red zone this season. What's going to kind of catch you guys over the hump as you look ahead next year? I think you just got to work it. I think you got to go ahead and do what you got to do. And um, obviously, you got to you got to evaluate every single week uh, what the defense gives you um, and what they do. And so, um, you know, I think it's it's a long ways away from now. So I guess we'll have to see in, in August. But looking back on this year, don't you kind of overlook everything? Is there something where, like, we're going to do more of a schematics issue when it comes to you guys getting in the red zone and then actually taking advantage of it? Yeah, we, had no, we, we did a good job getting into the red zone. We just got to convert with touchdowns. Uh, I think that was a, a little bit of our, our, our struggles. Um, in the red zone, you got to be able to run the football first and second down. you got to be able to make plays. Um, and, you know, it's just it's things that we didn't get the job done because we have the talent to do so. Uh, obviously, there's talk about the, the ownership. Um, regards to selling the team, how much are you going to pay attention to that and, and, and how does that maybe change the mindset going into next season, maybe with some of your teammates who may want to come back here? But. Um, for me, it changes nothing for me. Um, for the teammates who want to come back, um, it might it might affect them at some point, but I'm not going to pay much attention to it. I'll, I'll know it when it happens, um, or if it happens, I should say. Um, but. You know, I'm, I'm just excited to be part of this organization. It's the organization I grew up loving. Um, it's an organization I want to finish my career out in. Logan Thomas there with uh, some interesting words. I mean, B, I, I don't know if you were aware of this or what, but Logan Thomas's wife, I think, tweeted out that she wasn't thrilled with um, <laughs> with with the offensive schemes, and then mm -hmm. Logan has to respond to that. I feel like that's a pretty tricky situation. I mean, tricky situation, but you know what? Normally, why I speak on what their husband stated. Yeah, yeah. And what, well, dude? <laughs> if you, like, if you were on this offense this year, wouldn't you have been frustrated? 
Yeah, I would have been frustrated. I'm just saying, though, it's like I think a lot of times that that question is asked and it may be unfair to him, but I'll be honest, everybody, when you if your wife, your wife loves you, you can't say things like you're disappointed in something around them because they're emotional and they're going to say something too. So I, I'm serious. My wife was like, you okay? Yeah. I never would say stuff because I knew she'll say something. <laughs> so you got to be careful what you say. I don't know too many of them that's going to just come out and automatically assume all the stuff going on with an offense unless they've heard something. So that's something you got to be careful about. You may have to learn that moving forward. Yeah, I, I mean, dude, there, there's no way – you haven't heard some complaints if you're willing to kind of go public with them. Hell and yeah. I'm sh- I'm sure everybody involved would prefer those complaints stay quietly or, mm-hmm. or stay privately, Yeah, right? Um, I also found it interesting, and, and Logan has been pretty unequivocal in his support of Heineke, but, you know, asked if Heineke should be back. He said, damn right he should. And... um. I think I bet a lot of folks in the locker room feel that way because Heineke is viewed as a really good teammate, and you know, just watching these guys pack up their stuff today, it was clear how much they they like them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And just kind of, I mean, B, you were in locker rooms long enough. You could tell the guys that are like a big part of the team, the vibe, and just kind of how they interact with everybody. Yeah, and, and, and that's why and I you, think coaches have to. Sometimes you got to figure out a way to go down there with the players and find out exactly what's happening. You know what I'm saying? Coaches have their mindsets of what they think, but know what? There's a different – players handle each other differently, and you will damn sure find out who are the leaders, who the guy they cater to, or they all try to cling with and things of that nature. It could teach you something. It could help you run a football team. If you just sit up there in your office and don't, really, don't know that, that could become a problem. Certainly can. Certainly can. Um, We're going to hear from more Commanders players when we return. But, guys, I got to tell you, it's J.P. Finley here. New year, time to get over to Rudy's Golf, the go-to spot for golf and entertainment in Kingstown, Alexandria. If you're trying to improve your game, you can go to Rudy's, hit out of their heated bays, so it'll, it'll be nice and warm. They've got that top tracer technology, so you can watch where your balls are going. You can really start to grind right now, so your game is ready to go in the spring. Or if you just want to go, have fun, drink a couple beers go watch a game with the boys they got everything you need full restaurant full bar and if you got kids driving you nuts you need to get out of the house they have not one two putt-putt courses i've taken my girls over there we've had a blast i really like it over there it's just a great vibe full restaurant good food full bar fun for everybody rudy's golf in kingstown alexandria northern virginia's new home for golf and entertainment. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. B-Bitch and Finley, 106.7 The Fan. I just got a list of exact Super Bowl matchups. I think it'd be fun to dig into this later in the week. Maybe all the boys get to make a couple picks. But if you like the Giants to play the Bills in the Super Bowl, you can get 90-1 to 1 odds on that. The Giants to play the Bills? Longest odds, B. Yeah. If, you got, if you got the cojones to bet Seahawks versus Dolphins in the Super Bowl, 750-1. to 1. Put $100 on that. You're making some serious coin, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, Brian, tell me what you agree Um I believe Terry McLaurin is probably the has emerged as the smartest, most well-spoken um, kind of barometer of, of where this football team is. Does that sound fair assessment of Terry? Not as a player because he's a star. I'm talking about as a as as somebody that that knows what's going on in the locker room and and where this team is going. I'll say yes. I think Terry. Terry doesn't want to give you everything, but he doesn't want to lie either. So he's going to give you as close to the truth as possible without really stepping on somebody's toes. I think I think that's perfectly said. Uh, Terry McLaurin conducted his locker clean-out press conference today, and I, I think this is some good stuff here. I want to let everybody listen to it. Here's Terry McLaurin speaking with the media this morning during locker clean-out. That's the thing about the NFL. There's so much attrition year in, year out. You never – know what the next season is going to look like. There's going to be changes throughout every organization, throughout the league. And, uh, you know, I was telling the receivers the other day, like, just enjoy these moments that we have because this is a fun group I got to be a part of this year. And there's a chance that everybody may not be in that same group. Same with the other players in this locker room. And so you just try to savor those moments. And uh, so it's bittersweet that you're cleaning out your locker because that means your season's done. You know what I mean? That means you're not in the playoffs and we all – start the season with that goal in mind, and we just didn't get that done. Um, but, you know, this is a time you kind of get to say your goodbyes and and uh, get excited for, you know, take some time off. I think that's extremely needed, but then refocus and get ready for next year. Hey, Terry, when you uh, look back at the season and the ups and downs, how mm-hmm. would you assess it overall? Yeah, I think we did some good things this year. Um, I think going forward it would be – uh, great for us. I, I speak for offensively. Um, just be better in the red zone. Um, you know, I think we did a great job of moving the ball for majority of the year on all the teams we went against. But whether it was self-inflicted penalties or we get down to the red zone, couldn't quite, couldn't quite capitalize. It kind of stifled a lot of our drives, and um, that's something that I think we go in the off season and, and improve on. But also, uh, just the fact that we have the opportunity. Um, you know, we'll have new guys next year. We'll have some guys that are back. Um, you know, I just think everybody will have to take the opportunity to get better this offseason and come back um, at a new level because that's what's going to be necessary if we want to get to the playoffs. This group is special, too. I mean, mm-hmm. these guys, you look like you all are really close. What makes this group so special? I think the first thing is unselfishness. And, um, you know, me fortunate to be one of the leaders, I try to uh, – drive that into our group you know what I mean like I know I'm quote-unquote the the number one wide receiver but you know I'm just one of the guys you know what I mean like it's not all about me I don't have to touch the ball the most to have success or to be happy 
You know, I'm happy for Jahan. I'm happy for Kurt. I'm happy for uh, Cam. I could go down the line. You know what I mean? This is really like a brotherhood that I feel like we developed this, this year because nobody cared who got the credit. We were just excited to make plays for uh, the quarterbacks. And when you have a group like that, um, who is cohesive, that has, I feel like any anything we needed skill-wise, we had in that room. Um, guys that could play all the positions, run the routes, size, hands, all that. I think we had that in that room. And we were always up for the challenge. So when you come in here and you have those tough days of losing streaks and things like that, but when you come to work and you enjoy the people that you work with, it makes things a lot easier. So, um, you know, like I said, hopefully we can get as much as many of these guys back as we can this year um, because that was a fun group that we had. Terry, for you, for you coming off, you know, you get the contract, you have a couple of mm -hmm. big years. Does it get harder to maintain the level of play for you? Do you notice yeah. like that, it, like the way teams play you and all yeah. that, that you have to kind of reach deeper into a bag of tricks? So to yeah. Speak? Oh, definitely. If 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 I go into the off season, I think I've tried to take this approach every year I've been in the NFL. But if you go into the off season thinking just because you had a successful season this year that is just going to happen next year, you're mistaken. Especially when you're in a position like myself, where now there's four years of film out there on me. I'm going to get the number one, you know, corner. You're going to get some shaded coverages at times. So I have to figure out ways to continue to up my level of play, to begin, to, to, begin, to uh, continue to become smarter and uh, more efficient in the way I, I run routes. Um, you know, there's some things that I feel like I can pick up on, whether that's like, you know, the soft zones when there's like a, a fire blitz or something like that, just little intricacies that I could do that could help my game to, to get more open and to help the quarterbacks as well. So I'm looking forward to this offseason. And like I said, I'm going to take some time to get my body and my mind right just to relax. But um, I look forward to getting my body back stronger again uh, after a long season and, and improving on my skill set as well. Um, the chase is the exciting part for me. The, the ability to come back in and work on things and get better is something that excites me every year. I know you go back about changes in, as mm -hmm. a face of the franchise. Um, the changes will be coming, but yeah. when, you unplug the, uh, when you go into the offseason, do you just want to unplug both of you, or do you may have some contact with the front office? Yeah. 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 Uh, they don't really talk to me much about the personnel as much. Um, you know, I think Coach Rivera and I have had some good conversations throughout the the season about some things uh, going on in the locker room or how um, just the status of the team, things like that. But as far as personnel changes or changes outside of this locker room, I don't really necessarily have uh, that say so, which is fine by me because <laughs> I wouldn't want to have to deal with that uh, necessarily. So. Um, you know, I think it's very important that you take time away, um, enjoy your family. Our family sacrifice a lot to support us, and we're away from them for an extended amount of time. Um, so being able to enjoy yourself, uh, take some time to relax, but also at some, t at some point getting ready uh, for the next season. And I think, you know, as you get older, you, you learn that, that time frame and what works for you and your body and you start to attack it that way. But I think if you go into the offseason with the mindset of you're going to get better and you're going to attack the offseason instead of just like, oh, this is a time to chill. It's time to chill, but it's also time to get better, improve on your craft so you can bring yourself better back for the next season to help the team. Terry, you know in past offseasons, you've gone into it with specific things that you really yeah. want to work on, be it mm -hmm. yards after the catch, whatever. Yeah. Are there things this year that you know yeah. going in that you really want to improve? Um, you know, that's a good question. I haven't really quite evaluated that part, but I know at some point I'm definitely, and I'll, I'll talk to Drew today as well um, about some things that he feels like I can work on as well. And that's, like I said, that's the fun part. I, I, I think I like attacking some of the things that I feel like I'm getting better on. 
uh, and it's it, when you when you set a, a goal to get better at something, it kind of gives you a blueprint. Um, and and I look forward to working on those things to come back better. I think um, from whether it was contested catches or you know I think this year I wanted to be better at runs after the catch where I felt like I was. Um, so there's definitely some little things that I feel like I could get better at, and I'm looking forward to. Um, that evaluation process from the coaches and just my own self-evaluation to see how I could come back better because, um, you know, it's not easy to get a 1,000 yards and be successful each, each and every year. And, uh, and you, need, you need to be fortunate with health as well, so I'm blessed in that aspect. So um, I'm looking forward to whatever comes up, and I know I'm attacking with all I got. When, when there's so much, there's a, the uncertainty with ownership. Too, yeah. And there's, you know, there's also some questions about staffing and all mm-hmm. that. Does it? What's it like to go into the offseason with that kind of uncertainty? Yeah, over? yeah, it's definitely uncertain. There's a lot of things that can change, you know, outside of the norm of just the attrition. And I think we all understand that in this locker room, being professionals. Um, but also, we also understand we don't control that aspect of it. And as a leader, I would just try to, if I had a message for the team, is control what you could control, which is going into the offseason, getting better at your craft, and making sure you're coming back a better version of yourself for this team if you're going to be on this team next year. And I think that's what we can control because no matter who's the, the owner or the coaches or things like that, we're the players and we have to go out and execute and win the games. You know what I mean? And um, ownership and coaching, um, you know, is a big part of what we do, but also we're the ones on the field executing and have to execute. And we had our opportunities to do that, and we didn't quite do that. So I think as players in this locker room, we can all take the opportunity to focus on what we can do so we're not in that position again, missing out on the playoffs. If a new owner comes in, though, you know, Mm -hmm. you'll have to evaluate everything, see how everything is. One, what is it like that? And does that kind of put you guys in limbo in a a sense? Oh, definitely. I think um, when you have change a new ownership or new coaching, um, that changes everything because, you know, I'm going to be honest, it's a business. And when new people come in, they don't really have any allegiance to you. And that goes for me as well. You know, I mean, I truly feel like every year I come in here, try to earn my respect and prove why I should be on this team and, and be a leader and things like that. Um, if you don't come in with that mindset of earning it, then things will pass you by and the attrition will probably happen a little faster so if there is new ownership if there's not new ownership I think the mindset still has to, to come in and, and you're earning the job because as soon as you get complacent I feel like that's when you get passed by as soon as you get complacent that's when you get passed by yep. that's why Terry McLaurin is who he is totally and I think he talks about a lot of the, the attrition and things of that nature where you know if a team wins the Super Bowl they're not the exact same team the next year People go and try to add pieces and improve. So this team didn't make the playoffs. So, of course, it's not going to be the same team. They're going to try to add people. There are some people on this team that we may be looking at, like, oh, yeah, they may not be back. That happens year in and year out. But ultimately, as Terry said, he, tell, he would tell the players, control what you control. And that's playing one less video game and have one more workout. That's taking one less trip in the offseason and having an extra uh, session with your chiropractor, your massage therapist, your acupuncturist. Something a little different, a little extra that gets you better than you were last year. I I think he handled it. I, getting the dude's a players, pro, man. He's a he's pro. a total pro. Yeah. Total pro. But for players getting questions about new coaches and new ownership, that's tricky. That is dangerous waters to try to navigate and, and I think Terry handled it really well and I think he was right 
if somebody new does come in, nobody knows what the hell is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like just our text thread with Ahmed, like he's at you know asking reasonable questions about what's going to happen next. We don't know, we and, and we bit, don't know we no clue, <laughs> and, and we don't know in a way that we've never, at least I've never dealt with. Like you went through this as a player as the team was getting sold from the Cook Estate to Snyder. Mm-hmm. Like things have been so unpredictable volatile toxic yep. under Snyder's reign that we've come to expect certain things and generally it's turnover and dysfunction we don't know what the hell is going to happen if they sell this thing oh no bezos might walk in here and build a new practice facility on the moon like we don't know what's going to happen right so right now is the ultimate level of uncertainty and the the longer and longer it goes without any major changes, I think that speaks highly of real ownership change coming. Mm-hmm. But until until the, the, the contract is signed and no, notarized and finalized, so we're just going to wait. sealed, and delivered. Yeah. I mean, we are – it is ultimate wait and see mode. Um, one but thing like I cannot – But, like, the thing of it, though, Jay, only thing, like, he, like Terry said, you can only control you. And I don't care what who owns the team, when they come in, the, he hires a general manager who's looking to see what where is the guy's level. Is it anywhere where it used to be? Can he still play? If you can play, you got a chance with anybody. Totally. They've got some players, too. Like, there's some talent on this team. It's a matter of putting it all together. QB1 certainly helps. Uh, better offensive line certainly helps. A little more help on that secondary. I mean, we can identify what needs to be fixed and addressed. It's up to them to fix it and address it. That's it. One thing that doesn't need to be fixed and I cannot wait for, Saturday, 4 o'clock, the grand opening of the Over Under Sportsbook. It's going to be dope. You've heard me talk about this. Over Under Sportsbook is on the fourth floor, the top floor of the building where Cloakroom is. Cloakroom has been nominated multiple times for the best overall gentlemen's club in the country, and it just got better. Located at 4th and K Northwest, Cloakroom is the first gentlemen's club in the United States to have their own sportsbook. Think about what that means. you got entertainment and sports betting. You can place wagers at traditional betting windows or at kiosks while you're enjoying the entertainment, or you go up to the fourth floor. You can join me Saturday at the grand opening, take an elevator to a beautiful year-round climate-controlled sportsbook and lounge called Over Under. It's got state-of-the-art, retractable roof, TVs with all the games. We're going to be watching NFL Wild Card Saturday. I cannot wait. They have a killer bourbon selection. Everything you're looking for. Um, weekend mornings, they do Bloody Mary and Mimosa specials. Mm. Check them out, cloakroomdc.com. I'll see you there Saturday. B. Mission Finley, 1067 The Fan. Much has been made. I just saw this from my boy Kevin Seifert covers the Vikings for ESPN. We've made a lot of conversation about the Vikings' negative point differential going into the playoffs. Well, they're playing the Giants, who also have a negative point differential. I uh, mean, winning close games matters, man. It's, hey, uh, it's about winning, right? Yeah. Dubs. Stacking dubs. Here's what we try to stack around here are phone calls. And my guy, we're taking two phone calls to round everything out. Um, if you missed any of the audio from Terry McLaurin or Logan Thomas, get on that Odyssey app. Hit rewind. Worthwhile stuff there. Um, I got Brian and Reston, and has been on hold a while. Brian, what up? Hey, good. Uh, thank you so much for taking my call. It's uh, 
I'm kind of a shock. I've been on so long. Um, <laughs> Thanks for sticking with us. Sorry, bud. Hey, look, give me a little time, and if you can tell me that's enough, Brian, but I just want to say something. Um, I, I want to ask Brian Mitchell first what round he was drafted in. Fifth round. Fifth. Fifth round, just like how. Like, I guess that you had no chance because you were so far down. And there's got to be a reason that all the fans, all the great scouting teams, you know, the pro teams passed on you. How could they do a, a guy that should be in the Hall of Fame if he played for the Giants or the, or the Cowboys? Hmm. You know? Yeah, just, much... yeah. Okay, let me gotcha. tell you something else. I'm old. I've been around. I go, I'm even older than you. One other thing I want to say about you, it's so great that you're on there with JP and you tell the truth. You tell what you really feel, and you tell it just the way you played. I've seen everybody from Eddie LeBaron, and that you don't probably know who that is. Maybe you do. He, was, he became the general manager of the Cowboys. But anyway, he was a great little quarterback. He was probably about 5'10", but he still could make passes over the top of the linemen. You could see I'm a passionate guy myself, and I never saw a player play with more passion than you. And some appreciate and you, Brian. That, we're just we're me, up against it, man. Is there one okay, more thing you one last to say? Time. All right, let's do okay, it. Yeah, okay. Number one, this is the first quarterback we've had that can really run. He's no, he's no Heineke. Heineke is like a thighsman. He can get hurt. Now, this guy can get hurt, but I saw him in Carolina. I went to Carolina. I grew up in D.C. I'm a native. And he ran over people like he did on that touchdown. And what he's learned, he's learned how to slide. You know, something RG, I thought RG would be our quarterback. He's learned. The other thing, he has a gun. You can't compare it to Heineke. You can't. And so we've got a quarterback for the first time in history. The reason why Kirk Cousins drove me crazy, he can't run. He can't Thank run. Thank you for the so call, he, Brian. I, I, Brian. I, I really you, appreciate you, bro. Thank you for listening. A lot of, lot of info in there. And we have Rev T also, Jeff, that's been on hold forever. I, Lord knows Rev's too not going to keep it quick, but we'll find late. out. If we could try again, too little, too late. If we could, you remember that's by Johnny Mathis, right? And uh, what's that? Denise Wiggins. You know, all you always say too little, too late. It was too little and too late. But listen, I, I know y'all up on time, and I apologize. You know, Rev T back in school, man, uh, finishing up them credits to get my degree. But but yeah, I had to do that paper for that professor getting my caboose. And Brandy, too. <laughs> uh, but, but he's right. But at, at the end of the day, though, I'm just saying, I, I ain't going to go too crazy over how. But wouldn't it be nice uh, next year uh, at FedEx Field, that Bama end up being the starting quarterback, and then the new owner come in and change the name to Redwoods, and as soon as that Bama score a touchdown, the stadium just start going. Howl! They were playing, they were playing a howl noise yesterday, Rev. They yeah, were. cause I ain't snorting like no damn pig. I ain't, I ain't doing that. <laughs> anyway, y'all know what this is. And oh, oh no, and one more thing. Hey, JP, whoever yes, that sir. dude that worked for the Commanders that was behind uh Hannity doing the interview, he got bigger ears than you, my friend. Anyway, y'all know what this is. That DC hype man. And when we gonna have this party this week? The people's hype man, Rev C. Believe famous, march with me. Ow, love somebody. Love somebody. Thank you, Rev T. Nobody who, who brings got it. Who got big ears than you, JP? Dude, you know what's funny is somebody sent me something um, 
from Jerry Jones's media availability yesterday that they thought was me. It was like half a head and a big ear. Oh, and I was wow. like, dude, that wasn't me. I was on air, man. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. So people exist with bigger ears than me. I, it, it's a damn that, miracle. That's what you say. Um, every day we make bets on this here radio program. There is a national title game to think about tonight. Let's make it. Let's do it. Heard it here first. What's the point spread? Uh, major, major matchup tonight. I do think we should run through the weekend parlay picks this weekend. B took the Raiders plus nine. B texted the group like in the second quarter. He's like, man, I should have stayed with the Chiefs. Yeah, man, I thought that when they changed the thing, it was, the Raiders were going to do something, and I thought something had happened where the Chiefs was. But I'm like, you know, I should have stayed with the Chiefs. Dude, Andy The ring around the rosy works. Game. Andy played to win in that game. Andy plays um, to win. Yeah. Uh, I hit with the Rams plus six. Jeff lost with the Bears plus eight. Amit lost with the Packers minus four and a half. And Landfill lost with the Jags minus six and a half. Oh, in other words, he wanted to do this because he's the only one that won. I, I sure. see what he's doing. If he 100%. If he wasn't the only one, he wouldn't want to do it. Let's pick the <laughs> damn thing for the night. <laughs> Bam. Um, all right. So you got TCU. We use FanDuel here. TCU is plus 13 and a half Ooh, in this game tonight. TCU 13-1, Georgia 14-0. and 0. You want to start us off, B? Go ahead. Give me TCU plus 13 and a half, and I'm going with the over. Wow. All right. Uh, what about the boys in the aquarium? Just give me TCU 13 and a half. Yeah, I'm going to lose that now. <laughs> I'm feeling confident when I get to Maryland. Every I just might you, put that bet on the money line. Every time you feel confident, you lose. Hey, we, uh, Landini, what you got? I'm going over 62 and a half. All right. I am going to zag. Uh, I'm going to lay the points. It's a big old total, and I'm going to lay it. Go dogs. Thir- 13 and a half is a big old number, but everybody in the world is on TCU, and they're not adjusting the number, which to me tells me something. Tells me they want you to take the points. Um, we didn't get a chance to talk about this, but I, I cannot say enough how cool it is. And, and Landfill, let's book. We'll probably have Garnet tomorrow, but I, I'd like to talk to some Caps people this week. Um, Tom Wilson coming back on the ice and is also awesome. Backy, right? And, and and Wilson coming back is very very cool. He had a bad knee injury and he's back. People come back from bad knee injuries. Nicholas Backstrom had hip resurfacing surgery. Yes. A lot of people questioned if he was ever going to make it back, ever. And he was back on the ice yesterday. You talk about perseverance and, and, a, and a true Hall of Famer. That, that's who Backstrom is. And, and I was just so damn impressed. Oh, yeah. He, he's the real deal, man. Yeah. Um, so we at, – at least we got the caps. I, I, it's like we're back to normal where everybody sucks, but at least we got the caps. Um, Ron Rivera talking to the media tomorrow. If it's at the time, I believe it will be. We're going to take it live right here on this here radio program. Thank you, everybody, that called in and listened today. We'll have some guests tomorrow. We'll get back to our thing. we got to do a full autopsy on this commander season, how they ended up out of the playoffs yet again and where things are going to go. Grant and Danny coming your way next if you made it this far, I owe you a DC brown.
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.